Hey guys, welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by The Mind Refinery. This week, we're reviewing The Ascension, the latest album by Sufjan Stevens. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you have time, follow The Mind Refinery on social media. And now, here's the show. Alright guys, here to discuss the new Sufjan Stevens album, The Ascension, is the co-host with the most... Coburn Blair. Coburn, how you doing? Good, man. How about you? Pretty good. It's a gloomy weekend in uh, the six. Uh, kind of a crazy day in football. Uh, you know, we're recording on a Sunday. It's good. And um, I kind of so gloomy after Liverpool. You know, conceded seven goals. It's not not too not looking looking up there. I see some, I'm seeing some some blue in the clouds over there. Yes, just in case anybody's wondering, you are also listening to a low key Manchester United podcast. We do not screw with things Liverpool in this pod. However, unless it's the Beatles. Uh, however, um, yes, it did turn out to be a good day with that. So let's get into this. I mean, I kind of wanted to frame this discussion by looking at how we feel about the different faces of Sufjan Stevens. You know, this album and his uh, largely a lot of his uh, more albums, obviously Sufjan Stevens, a multi-instrumentalist, crazy arranger, uh, has a number of orchestral albums, he has Christmas albums, but, you know, of his more, uh, you know, his standard uh, LP releases, he's moved in an electronic shift, especially since Age of Ads, and I want to know, what are your thoughts on, like, where does he work best? Like, what is your favorite incarnation of Sufjan Stevens? I, I think, like, for me, when there was a point in my life when I was a much younger person and Sufjan said he was going to release an album for every state in America, and I bought that wholesale and said, hey, this guy's going to do a 50-album collection is all gonna be great it's all gonna sound like illinois or it's all gonna sound like michigan i'm just waiting for the next couple albums and look at me it was never gonna happen and it's also a really ludicrous thing to do no one needs 50 albums who even has 50 albums okay sub question i'm gonna interject there with a sub question is sufian stevens the biggest snake oil salesman in the history of music <sighs> that's a good question there's a lot of snake oil salesmen. In I feel like I just made show. a very sweeping statement with that question, but I feel yeah. like you understand the idea behind it. I do understand the intention. I wish I had a gotcha to be like, no, Suge Knight's a snake oil salesman of history music, or no, X is... Uh, I feel like I want to have some better examples right now, but I don't have any off the top of my head. But uh, maybe not, pub say... uh, not public. Maybe uh, I'm thinking... Um, uh, NWA's manager, Jerry, I can't remember. Jerry his. Heller? Jerry Heller, Jerry yes. Heller. He did sell some snake oil. There um, we go. He's the, he's the Yago. Millie Vanilli, snake oil salesman. Okay. Millie Vanilli are the greatest snake oil salesmen in music. That, it's not even their music. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah. obviously, I, I think we can't do that Sufjan Stevens. He's admitted as such that it was a, a like you know, a thing. He was just it was just. Uh, but also, like if like when I heard the statement and I was like, I don't know, fourteen. Did you years really old, buy like, into it though? I think I was fourteen years old. I didn't really know any better. Like I didn't really like. Oh, hey, you like, were idealistic and young. 
Yeah, let me think. Like, like, hey, 50, 50 albums, an album for every state. Has he been to every state? Has he grown up in every state? Like, is it like, no, is he like, how many songs? Like, you know, we look back at uh, his discography and like, you know, like Michigan's like, what, like 20 something songs long? Like, Illinois is like about the same. Um, can we expect that every single time? Like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think I, I could do that. I don't how know. good would the Arkansas album be realistically? I mean, I think it would be amazing. Like I like you know like maybe he, he to me he doesn't have a bad album in his career, so I'm not expecting I, anything less. I think that's a very good point because I mean as we go through this, I believe my opinions about his album albums will be known. I feel that I can't say he's put out a bad album. I think he's too talented for that. I think like even if you, I mean. So before we un- we unpack this, like, what is your favorite incarnation of Sufjan Stevens? Is it the more electronic Sufjan Stevens? Is it the Christmas Su- Sufjan Stevens? Is it the orchestral, or is it that you know folk? You know where we all kind of met him. I think in two thousand and three, when my mom introduced me to "Say Yes to Michigan," uh, the Upper Peninsula, "Romulus" was a big song that me and my mom loved together. Um, all those years ago, then 2005, Illinois, John Wayne Gacy Jr., one of my favorite songs of all time, Chicago, obviously, intimate classic, um, Kessner Pulaski Day, but then I listened to Age of Ads, that's probably because it came out in 2010, and I was, you know, in university at that point, and I was, had an iPod, and that was probably my most, one of my most played albums of all time. I I think he's never really, you know, he doesn't really falter and like he's changed his style, but it hasn't affected the quality of his music. Whereas some people, you know, they change their styles like, okay, well, I like this era better. It's like for me, like I like both eras equally. Like I love Seven Swans. I love Age of Ads. I love The Ascension. I love Karen Loyal. I thought Karen Loyal is, I thought the album's amazing, like front to back. Like I don't think he's ever really faltered to me. And maybe I'm a unabashed Sifion fanboy, and I can admit that I am, but I don't think he's, he's, not, he's never faulted to me, so I can't really compare his eras. I'm less open-minded about this, um, although I feel like after this album, maybe I'm more open-minded about it. Uh, my preferred... Okay, when I listened, first listened to Sufjan Stevens, the first album I ever heard was Illinois, and it was kind yeah. of like in a post-breakup uh, existence for me... And it had this, like, optimism, and I heard Chicago, and, you know, it reminded me of Illinois living there, and I had, like, good memories of that. And also, I kind of, when I heard him, he reminded me of Nick Drake, whom I love. And for those of you who do not know who Nick Drake is, he's an English folk singer, and he uh, had a song called Pink Moon, which was actually, um, actually in a, uh, in a Volkswagen commercial, and it, and it kind of gave his career... A second life and that's where i listened to him and then my old man being from manchester was like oh i know who nick drake is and and uh and i was like yeah and i started just getting into all his stuff and he has a very wispy type of uh singing which i think sufian stevens has and i immediately connected to it and it was just good and then i you know listened to seven swans which was incredible um and i really 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 loved michigan Obviously, Age of Ads departed from this. I mean, so, which was jarring for me. So, you know, because I I had always incorporated him into, you know, his music being 
based on acoustic guitars, lush arrangements, and he decides to choose an electronic space. And he has talent to work in this space. I mean, I guess for me it wasn't really natural, but I think that may have been because of my like already inborn prejudices and biases toward what his music uh, was. And I feel with Age of Ads, he kind of moved away from the idea of storytelling. It was more, how do I feel... You know, like his previous albums were recounting events of America, like Americana. Yeah. And this one was more about personal expression, his um, a more abstract thoughts on religion for him, him being a Christian artist, I mean, kind of, or an artist who is Christian, rather. But sonically, he was able to apply that talent for orchestration into Age of Ads. And I think, and I think it really kind of shows up on the ascension. I Age of Ads to me is 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 Sufjan's like Jesus. It's like it's industrial. It is heavy. There's so many elements into it. He like pulls things and pushes things in ways that you didn't know. And you're like, hey, like you know, like to me, like Michigan, Illinois, and this maybe is, Seven Swans. This is like the, the fucking college the dropout in yeah, these yeah, college yeah. dropouts. The grad like this that's is an interesting. Then, that's that's an interesting line. See, I like I I can, I kind of compared this move to a more Radiohead situation. Okay, where, but I think that's a good comparison though, only because like with Yeezus. Kanye West flirted with it and then yeah. whereas Radiohead it was a, a, a thing it was a full direction and yeah. I think that what was great about it he was it was good about it. I appreciate it more now I think he was able to take this the idea of lush arrangements and building on top of other instruments and kind of put that methodology into electronic music and also I think people kind of underestimate how talented at arranging some electronic musicians, you know, artists are, and a lot of them are. They think it's kind of yeah. like just people sitting at a computer. And uh, I think that would be a horrible miscalculation and not representing, like, what is, act like, you know. I think I think that's, like, it's a very easy thing to do for people to, who've never sat down and made music or never been in this studio where music is made or, you know, try to play any keys on the piano or try to arrange anything. It's like, it's, oh, well, they're not playing guitar, they're not, you know, like, they're not actually making music. And it's like, hey, like, electronic music is a whole genre. A lot of your favorite songs that we call folk or rock or whatever have electronic elements to them. You might not be able to hear them as a casual listener, but this is not a genre of music that is not without its auteurs, without people who are putting a lot of time and energy into making this music. And so to see Sufjan depart from you know like this like very lo-fi folk three instruments running or four instruments running to being like hey this is like you know maybe he's on ableton for this or maybe he's using tractor maybe you know like what programs is he using how is he programming this how is he doing this and he's doing it all himself and he's you know there's real life instruments included in this and there's such a push in it but the lyricism hasn't receded at all the music has just been built up and it's built up and it's built up and that's what you're hearing. And I think that is, to me, I was like, okay, like, maybe I got into him late in 2004, 2003, but, like, I was like, I'm hearing the same thorough lines that I'm hearing on Vesuvius or, you know, like, if it's like Vesuvius relates back to songs, like, I hear it on, like, Jacksonville or, like, Come feel the noise. I'm hearing the progression ja in the Jacksonville is one like of my that. favorite songs of all time. Oh, that's an amazing song. 
And I wish he had a song like that for every city in America. It's not that it would ever be possible. But at one yeah. point, I did think that could happen. Like, and that's the and that's the thing. And, like, he, I mean, he, the people who work in electronic, like, if you look at someone like Kei Trinata, right? He's, uh, the, the, the amount of talent and musical knowledge he has is um, utterly ridiculous. And I think that, you know, Sufjan Stevens is another example of, like, in order to do that well, the amount of electronic well, the amount of knowledge you have to have um, of music and of rhythm and, you know, instincts is, you know, it's intense. And that's why I think Sufjan Stevens, he ended up working well with it. It may not have been my cup of tea originally, but I've, you know, come to enjoy it more. Um, also, just as a side note, he's also released one of the most hipster projects I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, BQE. That was his, like, soundtrack for an art installation about Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, the Brooklyn oh, Bridge. I don't uh, know if I heard that one. Okay, so Andrew Lanza, Mind Refinery Creative. It's pretty, like, it's pretty good. I mean, like, again, there is a base level of quality that his music has just because of his immense talent. But I was like, but Andrew Oh, it's Lanza, a live album. Yeah, so yes, yes. Okay. So basically, as I think it was happening as they were unveiling this thing. Anyways, yeah. it just um, it's just a side note about Sufjan Stevens. I, I wonder his his Brooklyn album because he's been living in Brooklyn for like fifteen or maybe almost almost twenty years at this point, or at least fifteen years at this point. Let's so, why didn't he do a, a New York album or a Brooklyn album? Yeah. Because then you could get into the yeah. Uh, I want to hear like a Illinois like type album about Brooklyn. That's why I'm like That's okay. Exactly anyway, okay, we are we are diverting. I want to keep us moving. What were your initial thoughts on the Ascension? So this is a reoccurring theme that we've talked about before. Whereas the Ascension to me is Age of Ads Part Two. So he made a sequel to Age of Ads, and I'm listening to it. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's a bit less industrial. It's a bit less like noise, industrial, post-industrial sound, but it still has electronic elements. It still has like a lot of things that made Age of Ads for me. Um, certain songs I think really remind me of Age of Ads. Um, I'm hearing like I feel like part twos of certain songs that I loved on Age of Ads. I think like Tell Me You Love Me um, is one of them. Um, I think. His references on it are there. Like, I think it's a little bit... Do you, I think you might have called it personal. I think this sounds a bit less personal, maybe more to his new person, but like you're not hearing about his mom as much. You're not hearing about his grandparents. You're not hearing about his upbringing. It's a little bit more generic. I remember watching the, vi the music video to the song called Video Game earlier this summer, and I was like, looking for Sifion stuff, and I was like, what is this? Like, I don't know if I want this from Sifion, but on the album, I, I mind it a bit less. I still don't love it, but I don't mind it less. I think it's a song that's like a, th a sore thumb for me on this album, whereas like on Age of Ads, I don't really have that song for me. Like, I think there's more songs that I really love than there's a song that I'm like, hey, I don't want to hear this that much anymore. Um, I loved it, to be honest, like front, like front to end. I thought it just like Age of Ads 2, great, into it, let's go. I think what, in terms of personal, you know, there's talking about your family members and people and things that happen, but this is more abstract in terms of, he's talking about feelings and, yeah. um, 
and beliefs. And it's very, it's just so completely insular into him that I think that's why you're not seeing any of the, you know, the, the other stuff. He's not, you know, storytelling. It's more musing. Um, initially, I didn't like it that much. I think that upon first, I'm like, but I, I think what happened was, you know, usually what happens is I listen to an album, I take my initial thoughts, and I kind of counsel myself from there and start looking at my own prejudices and biases. And then, because of my ability, I think, to look at that has kind of introduced me some good music, and I feel like I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older. And as I started listening to it more, I started hearing this, and I, I started thinking I'd really be interested in knowing what he was listening to when this whole thing was written. I mean, because there are, I mean, there are moments where it's rooted, as you said, um, you know, Age of Ads was maybe a little bit more industrial. This is more leaning on like that dream pop kind of sounds. But then at other times he's like straight up Aphex Twins. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, in the sounds and Kid A and definitely um, Trent Reznor. That's why I would be interested in singing because like some of the, like the sequencing and stuff like that is something that's taken directly out of, uh, you know, something like Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah. Which I was really surprised at originally. I think what you know what it was is is that my brain was conditioned to listen to his voice to a, and it's almost like they weren't congruent. But I felt that as I you know kept listening, I'm like I'm really enjoying some of these songs, and you know there was times where the keyboards soar almost like um, you know off something off Power Corruption and Lies by New Order, and yeah. I really 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 kind of enjoyed that and. You know, and I found that if my, anything that I didn't like that much, I think it was his wispy voice up against that, you know, bump and grind, uh, st you know, industrial style. And I, I I think I just had problems aligning that. But as I started listening to it a lot more, I started really enjoying some of the stuff and getting the head bob and, and, and really kind of listening to it in headphones and just, you know, smoking a joint listening to it and and just really enjoying it and i started really enjoying some of these tracks and i think in terms of his four ways into electronic music i think it's his best just because he really doubles down on orchestration and you see the full he's through electronic music showing the full breadth of his talent and uh the you know just the you know the arranging again like sequencers and things like that was absolutely fantastic and at times it's super simple as well where it's just that again that bump and grind style and you know he reduced it you know very simply at times and i i enjoyed it i i think here's a hot take for me i think i don't think i would have been able to listen to yeezus or enjoy yeezus without going through age of ads first and being introduced to industrial music and i've had industrial stuff that i've listened to before like i was hip to death grips i was hip to some other stuff but i think i needed the thorough line of someone that I trusted and, and enjoyed and I could like kind of throw my musical like uh, relationship behind like Sufjan to me being open to Kanye kind of experimenting himself in this in that world because I didn't I didn't know what to expect there so when I hear you know like a I am a god or something like that I get echoes back to like uh Vesuvius or bad communication like I can hear like the thorough lines between the two even though the genres on that are on top of industrial are different you know the hip-hop compared to like folk music and I I think like no I would love to hear more 
folk music gone industrial i'm sure is out there and i'm sure there's something i'm not listening to that's like it's out there for me to listen to but i think i enjoy it and i think there's something that's so special about how sufjan writes songs that can draw you in to something that you might not have listened to before i think that's a good point i think that i carry uh some industrial baggage because i'm such a big fan of some industrial like i Enjoy Ministry, but I've seen a Nine Inch Nails eleven times. Like they're yeah. really good. Um, I really enjoy Nine Inch Nails. Trent, they're one of my. Oh, Trent's amazing. They're one of my favorite bands growing up. I mean, his scoring now is fantastic. But also things like Skinny Puppy, Joy Division. But I mean, if I, I know anybody who's listened to the first Joy Division, uh, sorry, the first New Order album, it just sounds like a you know kind of a riff on a Joy Division album, but it's like very industrial sounding and stark and i really enjoyed it and it's like it's like i'm assuming and i feel that helped me get ready for an album like yeezus but then didn't prepare me for age of ads and then you know i just started appreciating it a little bit more but you know this i felt that it was a really good take on it i feel like he's been with it a lot longer so you know he, he, he you know he's perfecting it He's, you know, adding a level of sheen, you know, he's getting into more expansive musical ideas and I enjoy, like, I, as I said, I really enjoyed this album, you know, once I really started giving it the, it's due. Um, what are your standout tracks for this? That's I think, like, I always love Sifion's uh, epics and this dates back to, like, his first couple of albums to me. Like, I love, I think maybe it's clear on these podcasts that I love like long songs and I don't think they happen long enough uh in the present day and they don't maybe exist because of the way streaming works out because of the way like you know like the way things are set up but like I love like America on the ascension which is you know 12 minutes long and it's just like I like it like you just can sit in and settle in with this song you're just kind of along for the ride and I think that you don't get that in a lot of genres you know, can't expend the time or it doesn't really make sense fiscally or whatever it is. Like people aren't people. I don't think people trust many artists to, to, to sit them down for 12 minutes. And I think Sufjan is one of those, those artists that you can be like, Hey, I've been through, you know, like 20 years of your career. I will sit down and listen to 20 minute song or, or sorry, a 12 minute song with you. And I think that is, you know, I think that's something special. So I think America definitely stands out in that realm. I've really loved Tell Me You Love Me. can't remember exactly what song it was on Age of Ads, but it just sounded like a, a second part of a song that I really loved on Age of Ads. And I never wrote it down somewhere. I don't have it right now. But in my mind, I'm hearing it. I'm like, okay, this is like you're continuing the third line. And like for me in that kind of project, he went from Age of Ads he also gave us All Delighted People that same year in 2010. And then 2015, he gave us Karen Lowell. Um, and that felt like a return to Michigan. And it felt like a return to Illinois. So for him to kind of go back to Age of Ads 10 years later, I think there's something special there, right? I think he's been experimental enough. He's also given us a, a great body of work in that time. I haven't listened to everything he's put out because he puts out a lot of music. And it doesn't all like come through in the same way. But yeah, I think... I don't know, I just thought this album was special, and I thought everything but video games I think I will listen to for the rest of my life, especially Gilgamesh. Video game was kind of the one I 
I just wasn't connecting with the song Death Star. You know, he he kind of has this unapologetic new wave vibe there. And yep. uh, it's kind of where I really see the power of corruption and lies era keyboards. Um, there's this uh, al- a song on that album called uh, Your Silent Face. And um, it's the same type of thing where, you know, it, it really add- it just comes in and adds this really bright texture and takes it to another level. And I think uh, on Death Star, it's the same idea. And it's just a really, really, really nice, uh, a really nice song. You know, I find it interesting that the long song, I mean, I don't find it, I mean, I find it interesting, but I kind of know why it is just because of the, you know, we live in short attention span universe because I'm a big fan of the epic too, you know, like yeah. whether it's a song like Escape Velocity by Chemical Brothers or you're dipping way back into something like off metal, uh, like Echoes by Pink Floyd. I love the, the you know, like the landscape and the sculpturing, uh, the sculpturing. And I, 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 that's, I, I think America was a really good track. You know, I think he, I think he can work. I think you need someone when you're making a 12 minute track who really understands arranging and uh, move and movement uh, from one part to the other. And I think his ability to do that is fantastic. I mean, again, listen to his orchestral stuff and you're like, well, I have no idea how a person even comprehends that uh, who has a human brain, uh, but it's, he, he's very talented. I thought Adivan was great. You know, it's really kind of looking at the way anxiety manifests in today's reality, you know, and waking up feeling good and then getting beat down by the news of the day. You know, at the end, it's almost a banger. It starts out kiddish and then turns into this, like, pulsating techno track. Ursa Major, I really enjoyed, too. Ursa like, Major is really, really good. It's like it's really dissonant at times. And then, you know, definitely with a little of that industrial boom smash beat. I love it here. Yeah, yeah, the boom smash. That was the word I used to describe it. <laughs> but, you know, as I said, something Trent Reznor would do. I was really, really kind of impressed with how he was able to put um, some of these together. Uh, I enjoyed Gilgamesh as well. I don't think I, I think Sugar was the other one I wasn't really that into. Lamentations, I really enjoyed. That was a little bit more of a simpler track, which I thought he had and that's kind of what I enjoy too, because at times it's you know it's really complex, but he's able to also strip it down as well. And I think offering both of those things is a sign, you know, is a sign savvy in terms of how you're organizing the album. Yeah, well, I mean, I think like he's a really special artist, and I think that like even when we talk about his like Christian phase or his, like whatever whatever we want to call him or however we want to classify him, like he's like a genre spanning. We were talking about, like, you know, can we compare him to Beck uh, before? Like, maybe. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's, like, he's this artist who's for our time period. He's super special, and I don't think we have too many artists like that that we can, like, you know, fall back on who's like, oh, hey, like, let's see where he's going to go with this. And, like, I, I, did you get to his album that he put out during the start of this, like, lockdown, quarantine type thing? Oh, that with, was, uh, uh, it was a, dad? um... Uh... What was it? But it was like, uh, was it like the, uh, oh, the, was it the, um, oh, it's Aporia is what it called. With Aporia, Lowell, yes. With uh, Lowell Bronze. Lowell. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, his stepdad, yeah. Yeah, his stepdad. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't too. Bad. I didn't get to it, yeah. It wasn't, like I, like, I wasn't too into it. But again, I don't really listen to his music and interpret it as bad. I think it's more along yeah. the lines of, is it uh, hitting a note with me? I mean, he did that Planetarium collaborative album as well with uh, Nico yeah. Mooley, I believe. And uh, yep. Bryce Desner, 
I can't. There's a third person. I can't remember who it is. And then he did the Decalogue as well with uh, Timo Andre. Uh, Andre. Yeah. So I mean, like he's putting out good stuff, and I've listened to it. I wasn't that big a fan of Carrie and Lowell. I, I maybe I didn't give it a chance. I don't think I was. You know, I wasn't really too into oh, it. I love Carrie and Lowell. Sometimes I will listen to his orchestral stuff as well just to kind yeah. of absorb it and because you know it's a pretty high quality you know energetic i th- you know this record seems angrier than his other other work though i think you know it, it has a little more of a cynical you, turn with you, it. you think it's more cynical than age of ads because i think age of ads for me was like that was like a turning point where it's like kind of like the indie stuff was like pop like not poppy but like poppy in a way and it was like you know happy and upbeat you know there's like somber notes to it but like when you get into like i want to be well on on, uh on age of ads he's like i want to be well it's like i'm not fucking around and he's just like you know like i feel like he's like really going through it and like he was he's not like swearing a lot on his like other projects so i thought that was like so like kind of a little bit out of left field at the time and like especially with the musical tones in it i thought that was a very like dark kind of place like he's like almost like a mental health battle. It's like, I'm not fucking around. Like, I just want to be well. I want to be well. And he just goes and the song breaks down into, you know, this other part that I didn't really expect from him at the time. I think that this album is more cynical about America. Well, I think America is like that song, right? It's like, it's kind of like... But also, yeah. But also in the, like, in the, just his musing on like the malaise of what's going on inside the country. You yep. know what I mean? And how, and the link between, I mean, he, there, he's always kind of exploring his faith and, um, and how the things that happen in his life affect that. But I think this is more like his faith as an American and also how that is, you know, affects his faith. And I think that, you know, you're, you're seeing that on songs like Lamentations. I mean, he's still dipping into things like on Tell Me You Love Me, where he's exploring personal relationship stuff. But like, such, like Gilgamesh and Death Star. Yeah. I think it's the biggest, I think it's the closest thing to a protest album he's going to make. Whereas he's actually, from a lyrical content, you know, context, he's, he's, it's more about like the greater society and the way things. And I think to an extent, obviously, Age of Ads pokes at that as well but i think it's more at what is the state of this country and is it something that i can i, I think i think you're right. i think you're completely right like, i think it's also interesting too because he's like he's always been an unaware artist and he's always been someone who in my mind i wouldn't say he's like the modern woody guthrie but he's he's always explored what it is to be american and to be part of this country with the mythos right like you know like he songs like john wayne gacy or you know even his like smaller songs which are more personal it was just like you know it's about him and it's about uh bible study it's about you know these things that are kind of siloed into american institutions that like played such a big role in his upbringing and i think play a big role in like a lot of people's upbringings in small towns whether it's america whether it's here and he explores he, the dark side of it too. He you know explores I mean? the dark sides, right? He's like, talking about like you know these prayer groups for cancer patients. He's talking about like these things that are like big parts of small people's lives. And he's not—he's pulling at the threads that are that are keeping these things knit, or keeping these like these flags knit, or these like experiences knit, which I I find so 
empowering and important and I think it's what has always made me connect with him in such a big way. I mean, Casimir Pulaski Day is just oh, such yeah. a good song. And that also it totally makes me think about Illinois because basically uh, I think the story my civics teacher told me uh, was that Casimir Pulaski, is, I, I don't know who exactly, is a, is a figure in Poland. And to get the Polish vote in Chicago, one of the, I'm trying to remember who the mayor was, I'm sure. So probably a daily in uh, Chicago? I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure uh, Mrs. Annette would kill me not knowing this as I do not remember as I do not remember but she was basically saying in order to uh, get the Polish vote and there's a huge Polish immigrant community uh, in Chicago they gave this Casimir Pulaski day uh, which I I was like I was like yeah there's all these little nuggets there's like a lodge there like a big Masonic lodge I think it's named after after uh, Casimir Pulaski yeah so you know I think that this album is definitely again it's it's i mean it depends on what you know how you're looking at you know cynicism for me it's more rooted in you know the united states and it's funny because you know on his albums you're you're totally right this mythologizing of america and that's what america like for better or for worse you know america mythologizes itself and itself it's mythologized itself since it wants to you know start its start date at 1776 you know like that's part of yeah. the, the mythology and, some, you know? and like, sometimes and often that is used to manipulate the more uh the perception of the more dark parts of american of course yeah of, of more american history but it sounds like this is a guy who uh traded in those myths when he was younger and now is starting to see that we are not living up to them yeah yeah and i think that's a, a very apt way to describe his music right like there's it's haunting it's beautiful it's about a country it's about a love of a country but it's also about like the realities of it it's about the realities of, of his mom not living up to like you know her her mothership it's about you know his grandparents it's about his like small town it's about him moving a bunch of different places it's about him renting dvd or sorry vhs's at small place it's about all the fabric of these things and i think that's what makes it what it is right it's something that you can all kind of tap into because you've had these experiences in one way or another or it's about you know like these larger figures like when he makes a song about like a serial killer but it's it's haunting and it's chilling but it's not really you know it's not like glorifying a serial killer it's it's hey like this is he he put on a clown shoot, suit for them. He like you know like it's it's weird and and it and it hits you in in a certain way that like other songwriters maybe can, can't tap into. And I think when we talked about Taylor Swift too, we like could hear echoes of Sufjan through this Taylor Swift album. And I think that you have to be a special type of writer to be able to be heard through somebody else. And I think that's always been important at least to me like it's like okay if you can kind of have influence that's outside not outside of your genre per se but outside of your own sphere because it's a thorough line of of your influence on music before we get into the patented patented uh cog rating system where does this fit into the rankings of sufjan steven works for you i think that's a really good question because i think when we initially had a conversation off the podcast, we talked about his electronic work kind of versus his more folk work. Yeah, I think I'm like, 
probably have to take a step back and think about it a little bit. I think maybe this would fall at five for me or four in some worlds. I don't know. I think for me, because I've been around him kind of since his inception or since his like kind of uh, introduction to the public grace, you know, I've followed Michigan. I've listened to Illinois for both like almost near 20 years. Uh, Karen Loyal. Lowell for five years, Age of Ads for 10 years, um, and Seven Swans. Yeah, I think maybe five on his discography for me. Where would you, where would you place this? I know you're not a fan of Age of Ads so much, but like, like there, and there's been a lot of albums in between then. Where, where would you kind of put this? Okay, so Illinois is my favorite. Number it's one. actually one of my favorite albums of all time. It's yep. absolutely I incredible. I think that it is his the thing that is going to be put on his tombstone. It's going to be the the thing that will stay put it in Library of Congress type thing. Um, if you had to give Illinois some cogs right now off the rip, what would what would you give it? Oh, nine point five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, nine point five. A hard, a, a soft ten. Um, okay. it's just, everything about it is just so well-crafted. Um, and just the emotional feeling, it's like, it's almost hard to rank it objectively because it, like, makes it swell, it makes me, you know, swell on the yeah. inside so much. Um, then number two, I would say, is Michigan. Number three is Seven Swans. Yep. And then number four is this one. Number four? Interesting. Yeah. Yes, I really, really, okay. I, I, I really, I, I think he's. I think you need to go back for Age of Ads then. Like, I think you need to go back. You know what? Honestly, I, I, I feel like. When was the last time you listened to it? I listened to it recently. Like I listened because well, as soon as we real, as soon as he dropped uh, the new one, um, you know, a couple, you know, week it was I think it was a week ago at this point. Um, I was I you know I started getting into it. I I think with Age of Ads, you know. You know, I would be, I would say maybe I should go back to it. Um, but when I listened to it again, I was just kind of like, you know, I just, I just don't think it just didn't, you know, it didn't grab me like some of the tracks did on, on this. Does, and, does Vesuvius do nothing for you? No, it was Vesuvius. Listen, there's not like bad songs on, like yeah. there's good songs on Age of Ads. Vesuvius is fantastic. I like, I want to be well. I liked now that I'm older. Um, Futile Devices? Um. What? Oh, that should not be a pause at all. No, I'm gonna fucking. Of course, I'm gonna pause on it because I'm not. Yes, I know. You know what? I'm gonna fucking come out and say I don't like futile devices. You don't like futile uh, devices? That's that's a very very strong take. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm gonna have to do it. Um. I'm well, but get get real, get right. Not bad. Ooh. Like I don't like. I walked. I don't like. Um. Oh. I, I uh. All for myself. Um, I don't really like bad communication. It's not. It's. I just okay. Didn't... There's there's low points on it. For for me, there's. I don't think there's a low point on it. I think like I can point to a few low points on this. I don't think I can point to any like low sections really on Age of Ads. I, I think what I, I think with like with Age of Ads, you know, like again, I don't think it's a bad. It's a bad album. Like as I said, yeah. I don't think that Sufjan Stevens makes bad albums. Yeah, I no, think no. It's, I think it's like what but I mean. Mark... Like we're we're ranking against his. Yes, his it's only he's only com- he's only competing against himself. Yeah. Um, so, do I like some of these songs more than I like other songs? I completely can't stand. Yes, but it just this one didn't hit it. 
sorry, this one hit it for me a little bit more, you know, than Age of Ads. I would put Age of Ads at number five. Um, yep. I would put it behind it. I th- I like Age of Ads more than I like, you know, Carrie Lowell. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yes, which is weird, I know, because... That, I, I found that super weird. Yes, because I'm more into the folk style stuff. But I just... I yeah, don't know. Yeah, because I, I just... think Carrie Lowell's like such a return to form for me, like for folk. Well, it's what people... It's it's like, it goes back to the beginning of his career. Really. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it really... Uh, for me, feels like almost like Seven Swans or something like that. You know, like yep. that's that's you know that's kind of what it feels like. And I fucking love Seven Swans. Um, yeah. The opening track is like one of my favorite Sufjan Stevens tracks. Um, yep. I think it's called uh, and all the, and I and like I will, I will clap and all the trees will hear. I can't. All the trees of the field will clap. Yeah. All the trees in the field will clap. That's it. I was. Yeah. I never get the name right for it. So what are you giving this on the patented cog? patented cog rating system i think it's for me like listening to it for what two weeks now it's gonna be 8.5 for me and i think maybe with time i could maybe point out more holes in it but i'm also a sufjan like super fan so like it's not gonna go down that much maybe i'll slide down to an eight at some point but yeah i think at 8.5 for me um i'm always down for new sufjan so this may enrage you i have this as a seven um uh, not not enraged by that that's, that's, that's fair <laughs> you're dealing with this very well um yeah i th- i think it's good i think it's a solid album i l- love a bunch of tracks on it um but you know it's just is it doesn't get me you know really fire me up um like say you know folklore did this year or you know yeah. run the jewels or anything like that i, I not, think i feel not... the same way i feel yeah. the same way i'm not like i love it but i'm not like didn't like grasp me in the same way but i'm also I'm not listening about, to like... it over and over and over again like some of these songs are on a playlist now that i will listen to regularly so that yeah. they can cycle through my existence and you know sufjan stevens i've i've been with for a long time and it's it's good it's just a solid album uh for me yeah. and um that's all he does really is put out solid albums so it's good to i mean i haven't listened to his christmas album I think he has two which, which he has two Christmas albums. In yeah, so he has one so. that's like four. That's like four. It's is like it Silver the, and Gold in 2012. The Silver and Gold in 2012 is that the four uh, disc one? Uh, yes, it the is four, four LP discs. One? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm sure it's fantastic. In fact, you know what? Maybe I should listen to it. I'm sure his Silent Night would be fantastic. His Silent Night is fantastic. I have heard of Silent Night. Um, Songs for Christmas is a little bit more for me. But that's also like five. That's five discs. You know what we're gonna have to do though now. Oh my God! Is that what did I sign up my, myself up for? We're doing a Chris. We're doing a Christmas. Album. Are we gonna do uh, Twelve Nights at Christmas or whatever podcast yeah. of rank our best Christmas albums? Because I think, think I think that's what the listeners want to hear. I can't wait to talk about Christmas and Hollis for forty minutes. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we gotta get going. Cobra. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, oh, thank you for uh, for having me here and sharing my super on hot take. Always. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, thanks again for listening. If you like what you just heard, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow the Mind Refinery on social media. We'll talk to you soon.